0: After a week off for Thanksgiving break, the EFFL podcast is back as always. Team leader of CD Lamb Dakota here with my host. The uh, today special uh, title here: the defending Myaa championship flag football coach, also known as the Gardener, and your commissioner Sean Real. Sean, Appreciate how you doing? And. <laughs> We have the shit lord troll meme himself, Kalman, is also here. Kalman, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, I am doing extremely chate. All right, well, that's good. And then we also have our number one seed in the league, John, leader of the Super Mario Sunshine. John, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, thanks for asking. i um, just excited to be back in this podcast again. I remember I made my first appearance in week one or after week one and you know from there it's always been like sunshine ahead
0: because i'm still number one john you were as you just mentioned you're in the game of the week this week you were the first game of the week winner you're nine and three you've had you know an insanely good season you had the playoffs locked up two weeks ago what do you you know attribute your successes to this year I just attribute it
1: to my football IQ. Like, I got probably one of the highest IQs in this freaking league, bro. Listen, I, I Gus Edwards in the beginning of the season, he went down with a torn ACL. What was I supposed to do, huh? Like, did I sit down and cry? Hell no. Nah, I drafted AJ Dillon, bro. Look, and he's been he's been beasting and feasting. I went on the FAAB, and I overspent you by $1 on Elijah Mitchell. So what does that say? It says that I got a pretty good football knowledge of this shit. Listen, my wide receivers, it was kind of lacking. People were clowning on me, being like, Jamar Chase? Yeah, he he sure drops a lot, but he's been kind of – he's been beasting. He's been cooling down, though, the past few weeks, but I still have faith in him and i've just been making some waiver wire moves like picking up my boy Brandon Ayuk as well, you know what i'm saying? and also Odell Beckham. So i i feel like, you know, making those moves and just displaying my football IQ has really made me stay afloat. And and i always thought like, you know, uh, there's always like, yo, the uh the the downside of Super Mario Sunshine like like the downturn. I never I've yet to see a downturn. I've never lost more than two games in a row. And I don't intend to this week in this EFFL week's matchup of the week against Christian McCream
0: Pie. R.I.P. though. <laughs> 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 you have been criticized among some on this podcast some even calling you a fake number one seed uh, due to a low scoring output but you know they don't ask how they ask how many and you have nine wins and uh, that is good enough for first you are coasting in do uh, you have what's your strategy this week against McCrean pie
1: yeah people will be saying hey, yeah this guy a fake number one well guess what? I'm second to none, bro. I'm num- I'm top two, but I'm not number two. Cause you know what? It says right here: Super Mario Sunshine 9-3, number one, bro. You gotta make that legit. That's freaking real right there. And you can't be putting dirt on my name, being a hey, it's a fake number one. Listen, I got the two best fast ass black quarterbacks in the game, boy. Jalen Hurts and LJ. Dangerous. Now Lamar Jackson, Daniel
2: Daniel Jones is the fastest. We know that,
1: and yeah, he's, and guess he's what? The fastest
2: black quarterback, <laughs>
1: and, Dakota and, Michael
2: Vick is second. Yeah,
1: and I'm looking, normal. I'm looking at your guys quarterbacks. Like the voids, you 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 kind of ripped right there with Trevor Simeon. And he got replaced by Taysom Hill, Sean. I mean Sean's team. Sean's team. He lives and dies by the Cowboys players. So, like, if they suck ass, he's going to suck ass. You know what I'm saying? So, that's – he kind of builds – if you build your team around only one team and they don't do too well, then it's just not going to do too good. And you kind of bet all your marbles on the Cowboys, and I feel like they're going to falter this whole season.
0: Well, unfortunately for Sean, yeah, the Cowboys have, uh, geez, lost three or four and, uh, his team has been on the downturn too. So, you know, you have a fair point here, John, urban dictionary defines hater as a person that simply cannot be happy for another person's successes. Uh, how do you block out the haters?
1: Um, listen, man, I, I block out the haters with love, dude. Like, i just be like, yeah, I mean, I see you with your number four C, number seven C. You guys all be fighting for the playoff spots. But, you know, like, all I got to do is, hey, who do you want? Like, I can give you Elijah Mitchell for a week or something. You know what I'm saying? That's what you got to give away some charity.
0: Uh, one of our co hosts, Calman, came at your trade offers uh, in a negative way. Calman, um, John, do you guys have any beef outstanding that you want to air out on the podcast? Uh, nah. Y- All
3: right, yeah, go man. ahead. All right, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think you listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I tend to like to (laughs) embellish things because I think it makes for a better story. Um, And, yeah, I thought that you were a non-listener, so I'd be able to say that without having any backlash on it. And then I saw your comment in the chat, and I just didn't respond to it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true, man. I mean, I I will... You know, you always got shadow listeners, bro. And I guess I'm just one of them, you know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it and um yeah, and when you just be updating the players' nicknames and it's just like kinda funny, like Alex Collins, like AliExpress.
2: <laughs> Alex That's that's the best nickname this season. That or cute slot machine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or C Daddy number one.
1: Oh
2: my God, John!
0: You know Man, that's it, that's real
1: unfortunate about Christian uh, McCaffrey. Dude. Chris he gets beast. shut out for the season.
0: Cam Newton gets benched. Albert's team is not really looking good right now. You'll have to um, forgive my co-host, Calvin. I'm glad there's no bad blood. You know what he likes to do is womanize. You know he'll drink. Um, <laughs> he'll make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes yeah, he'll accuse chestnuts of being lazy, uh, the sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the mm. insane lament, but he means well. Uh, so, John, against Christian McCream Pie uh, this week, do you have any words of wisdom for him? What's your strategy? Are you kind of coasting? Are you playing it easy? Do you just want to get out of the week healthy? What's your thoughts heading into the playoffs?
1: My thoughts heading into the playoffs, I just got to take this dub and then also I have to have uh, Patrick also lose as well. Patrick's Patrick Stone's team, the Hobbits, he's probably like the uh, the second best team in this league. Uh, definitely a good rival, but at the same time, his team, he kind of lacks M- Mike Williams. He just hasn't been doing too well. He kind of has two running backs that are not really too good. Uh, with David Johnson, Josh Jacobs, just not really that good. Justin Herbert is a really good bright spot on his team. But other than that, I'm actually not really that scared of his team. I just need him to lose, though, so I can go ahead and clinch the first round bye and also the number one seed. Uh, Words of wisdom for Albert's team, Um, I just – he's got really good – even though, like, his team kind of fell down with Miles Sanders and Christian McCaffrey and also Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's also been – picking up pretty good players as well to replace some such as cordell patterson it's probably the waiver wire pickup of the year uh his wide receiver is gonna get healthy because he got d hop back in this week and two wide receivers the cute slot machine and van jefferson <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do two they're gonna do good as well and he's got kelsey so other than that but then again he has jared goff as a second quarterback, I just don't really see Goff like performing too well. The past two games, Goff, like, I think I've seen like some stats. He's like nineteen of nineteen, but he throws like literally a hundred one yards. Like that's like literally like five yards per pass like completion.
2: Detroit didn't get enough compensation for taking on that terrible contract. He's horrendous. Yeah.
0: Sean Kalman, uh, do you have any questions here for our guest and number one seed, John? What do
3: what do women say to men with large wieners? Man,
1: this is what they say, dude. Like, listen, it depends on the woman, but the right woman, it like it just wouldn't even matter. Cause what really matters is not the size of the dog, man. But the fight in that dog, the spirit in that dog, if that dog can freaking go up and get it, and if that dog can go up and get it, and that woman loves it, shit. And then she's the one, bro. So I don't give a fuck. Wise words from
0: a wise (laughs) man. (laughs) Thank you.
1: John, I have a
2: question. Yeah, what's up? So I noticed you and Bruno we're getting into it at the end of your game last week. Any yeah. comments on Bruno's upset victory over you,
1: <laughs> bro? I I I got no comments. It was just a good game, a uh, really good game. Uh, he beat me at the last second with uh, Antonio Gibson and Taylor Heineke. So like uh, I I got no harsh words or anything. Like it was a good game. Uh, but I don't I don't really see him going to the playoffs actually i do see him he actually controls his own destiny he just needs to win out so i hope that he wins out and gets in the playoffs that's my cousin bro but what i do miss about bruno is that i miss his constant activity like he used to be texting other people like demanding (laughs) these trades and like constantly reminding them why not why they aren't like hitting the set button yet so he has made a couple side of bruno
2: he's made a couple this year I think he leads the league yeah. in trades, actually. I think he, he has two or three.
1: Two or three, but, you know, Sean, you know, it wasn't Yeah, we're, us you, we're used tennis. to him making, like, six. <laughs> yeah. He used, to, he used to be so active back in the day, so I kind of missed that side of Bruno. Do you <laughs> I feel mean, like he's, he's got lost his edge? H- has he lost the fire? Yeah, he's sort of like uh, Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> once he got engaged or something like that, Carson Wentz got engaged or wed that wife he kind of lost his passion for football a little bit during the Eagles tenure and maybe he regained it with his kid and you know and and he just got a new kid and now he's a Colts but he's also been doing pretty good Carson Wentz but in Bruno's case uh yeah he's just got a second kid and I feel like he kind of just been not really been as fiery passionate fantasy football i don't really see that much but lately he's been kind of he's been kind of been on fire though like i I seen i want to light that fire in him you know what i'm saying
3: john how did you feel uh when our our sources reported that uh bruno said he's excited to see you exit uh in the first round of the playoffs
1: bruno that was a
3: direct quote it was direct quote bruno 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 sources the sources wouldn't happen to
0: be you, would they?
3: No, no, it was actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have some inside sources here at the EFFL. Kind of uh, a race, and, yeah,
1: man. It's just if, if it's a first round, well, the thing is, I'm not even playing the first round, I have the first round bye, boy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, hopefully Bruno can chime in and respond to uh you know, to your comment. But um yeah, there's definitely some uh some bad blood brewing between the two of you.
1: Yeah. And I, and I just want to clarify my comments on the fast quarterbacks. It's just cuz yeah, Dan, yeah, Daniel Jones is like the fastest quarterback. So that's why I had to clarify like their distinction. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing wrong with Distincting race like like white, black, Mexican, we're Asian. i you know going report I'm saying, NAACP. I'm like an Asian male. Um, you know, like you know, if if they were to say cl- classify me as a 23 year old, uh, really really ADHD Asian guy, you know, like I would I would definitely accept that with open arms.
0: That's fair. There you have it. There you have it. So, uh, John, as always, it is a pleasure having you here. We're excited to see what you do in the playoffs. And uh, good luck the rest of the season to you, sir.
1: Thanks. Thanks, guys. And uh, if there's any other further questions you know that you guys have burning in your mind, I'd love to answer them. I'm like an open book.
0: There you have it. Any questions for John, hit him up in our chat. Thank you again, John, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks again, guys. Moving on, uh, as we said, EFFL uh, had a little bit of a break for Thanksgiving. So just some quick Week Eleven recaps. This is the quickest sixty seconds. This is the EFFL fastest sixty seconds. As we run down, Mary had a little CD Lamb. Dropped the game to R.I.P. Christian McCream Pie, uh, (laughs) Super Mario Sunshine scored a win over the Trash Pandas, Hobbits continues their dominance, destroying the Void, which is now Kalman, Whiteout University with a win over the New Jersey football team, and Big Chunky Ben smashes the Goodfellas. And uh, that is your week Week 11 recap. And uh, we look at the game of the week, two uh, for uh, this week here. Uh, oh, let me scroll down here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Taylor made a smash the poverty franchise 170, an impressive 170-105. This was, I think, the Jonathan Taylor five-touchdown game. He scored four on the ground, one right, in the yeah. air. Um, unbelievable. Brandon's team, uh, looks to be a force to be reckoned with moving on to week 12. As we go through Thanksgiving, we had, uh, myself, Mary had a seat, little Ceedee lamb up against Taylor made divisional matchup. As we are now in the final three weeks of the season, all matchups from here on out will be division games all with a lot of playoff implications. I uh, dropped another one to TaylorMade, and this time I'm uh, 0-2 against him. So Brandon, with the comeback here, takes the lead of the division. The Hobbits smashes Trash Pandas 130-103. to The Goodfellas beats the New Jersey football team uh, in another blowout, 138-101. Big Chunky Ben, who's been on a tear as of late, beats The Void, who just cannot find a win, similar to myself. Poverty franchise scores a close, close win, 107.78 to 107.68 over Christian McCreampie. You know he has to be upset uh, after that game here, especially with several low scoring outputs on his roster. You know, just another yard wins you the game here. And uh, the Whiteout University in a big upset. Defeats Super Mario Sunshine. Um, our game of the week this week was The Hobbits against the Trash Pandas. Patrick, owner of The Hobbits, could not be on this week, but uh, we do have some quotes from him that he was able to send into the show. You know, we asked him kind of, you know, uh, how he's been able to turn his, uh, you know, keep, keep not turn his season around, but keep his season steady all year. What he attributes that to? Draft strategy, league strategy. He said, Herbert's been really consistent outside of one or two bad games, possibly an MVP candidate carrying his team. connor has been the MVP of the season after the big loss of Derrick Henry, who nobody thought he'd be able to replace. In the draft, he was really just picking the best available player, and uh, that's how he kind of built his team best available, and uh, much like it you know teams that do that in the nfl uh it typically works out looks like it's working out for him uh this past game of the week was a must-win game because if the trash pandas won he'd be a game out of the division and have a shot at winning the division so he just needed to score uh, and he said who is next he wants to know and uh, that is your quote here from the hobbits who has just been on a tear division leader second best record in the league uh who would not want to play him coming up. So, um, looking at, I guess the playoff implications for this, we have, we'll kind of breeze through here. Uh, if you look at the power rankings in the schedule, a lot of teams are still in as we thought they may possibly be out. But as the season's kind of shaped up, um, nobody's really been eliminated yet. Uh, some teams are going to need a lot of help. Some teams are basically out, but, um, Technically, every, everybody could still win uh, at the top of the power rankings, as, as we said. Uh, Patrick Stone, he's clinched the East Division with that win. He can clinch a first-round by this week with a win and losses from both myself and Brandon. Brandon, who has just soared up the power rankings, he's made some great trades here. Uh, one that I think, you know, uh, acquiring Devontae Adams, I mean, his team at this point really has no weaknesses, uh, except, you know, maybe the quarterback position, but I don't even think it matters anymore because his his team is so solid internally. Um, he's overtaken me for first in the Central Division. He's got a 2-0 tiebreaker against me, and uh, if he wins this week, he clinches a playoff berth. John Liu, uh, he can clinch the West Division and a first-round buy with a win in this week. Uh, he is the EFFL game of the week, and uh, he can clinch the overall seed as well with a win and a loss from Patrick the Hobbits. Myself, I drop again. I just cannot buy a win. As I mentioned, I uh, just haven't had my starter, uh, my full starting lineup in, in what feels like three or four weeks, but I mean, hey, that's fantasy football for you. No know, excuses here. I can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week. Big Chunky Ben. Fadil needs to win at least one more with some help and also win the points score tiebreaker to make the playoffs, but he is uh, on the up and up. Trash Pandas dropping game. Sean needs one more win with some help and also with points score tiebreaker to make the playoffs r.i.p. Christian McCream pie Um, Albert can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week in his game of the week against Super Mario Sunshine New Jersey football team Christian is going to need at least one more win with some help and also one point scored with the tiebreaker Whiteout university Bruno controls his playoff destiny two wins and he's in so it's all up to you Bruno will you will you rise to the occasion or will you falter under the pressure Kalman's going to need a lot of help here. Kalman, who at the start of the season looked uh, unbeatable and then beatable and then unbeatable again and then beatable, uh, now looks very beatable. Kalman needs a win with some help and also needs the point-score tiebreaker to make the playoffs. Poverty franchise, uh, he's basically eliminated, but not quite yet. He's going to need a lot of help and going to need to win a a point-score tiebreaker. And same goes for our 12th seed here, the Goodfellas technically still in but i mean he is on death's door here uh he's also gonna need a lot of help and gonna need the points we should have a better picture of the playoffs next week and i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of scenarios as sean i think you mentioned there's a scenario where six teams could be six and eight is that correct seven seven teams could win so over 60 percent of the league could have the same record which is funny because i feel like the first month and a half of the season, everybody was within like a game of each other, you know, Mm -hmm. except I think John had that big uh, undefeated streak and he had a few games lead, but nobody else has really been able to break away. So I guess we'll see, but that is your power rankings for the week guys. Um, yeah, we're getting closer now. We have all division games, two games left before we sneak in the playoffs. And, uh, Ooh, uh, we, we had, we have a lot to cover, I guess we'll try to get through it as quick as we can here. Um, did we talk about Brandon's trade last week or did we or was that after our last podcast I'm trying to remember was that I think, think there's a
2: few trades that were that were after
0: yeah so uh, looking at Brandon's let's see if we can go back here um sorry I'm scrolling guys but we will uh we'll find it um I think I have it here yeah so Brandon receiving Tyrod Taylor Devonte Adams and Taysom Hill. And he sent Big Ben, Mark Ingram, uh, Jerry Judy, and Antonio Gibson. So, you know, Brandon had a lot of depth at the wide receiver running back position. He was able to put together a pretty good package. Uh, Mark Ingram has benefited from Kamara's absence. Antonio Gibson has been solid for Washington. And um, this was to Bruno Correa. So Bruno received uh, Big Ben, Ingram, Judy, and Gibson. And then and there's another said, trade after um, that as well. Yeah. So let's get to that one. But yeah, big things, Devonte Adams. I mean, that's a stud that Brandon's able to, to get. And if you're in my division with him, you do not like to see that because I mm. mean his team is just solid all around. Uh, Albert posted a nice photo of Christian McCaffrey with no shirt. That man is ripped. <laughs> Caption number one, daddy. he is a sexy, sexy man. Uh, going next to the next trade, we had Albert Lou and Bruno Coras with the trades here. So, Albert would uh, receive DeAndre Hopkins, another big stud, moving and Tyler Conklin, and he sent Clyde edwards Hilaire and Daryl or Darnell Mooney. I'm sorry. Um, so it's uh, to to Bruno. So I think I like the DeAndre Hopkins one here. I'm, I'm not. Not sure of the thought process. I would like to get both sides here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, has been hurt. So maybe like a buy low, sell high situation, or really sell low, buy high. I don't really know what that would be. But, and, um, you know, the Cardinals have been playing it safe with Kyler Murray out as well. So um, I don't think he's been too much of a factor lately. But I mean, that's a big boost if he comes back and is healthy for, you know, a big playoff push here. So yeah, a lot of trades hit before the deadline. Uh, the league got a little bit active last week. We uh we missed it, but they got a little bit, you know, a little activity here. Um, which was exciting to see.
2: Oh yeah. So, yeah, it was it was like no trades at all like first half the season and now in the past few weeks it's been like five or six, I feel.
0: I think teams were starting to kind of feel like they, you know, they had to make a move to keep their season alive. You know, if you're on the cusp, like if you're weak, you know, you're probably not getting saved by a free agent at this point. Um, you never know. Like I remember, like one of the big free agents to break out late was Jamal Charles, whatever season mm. that was. I think it was like 2010 or maybe 11, but um, he didn't start playing till like week 14 of that year. But I mean, he had like some of the highest scoring fantasy points for for those last three weeks so you never know like who could kind of break out or surprise you but um at this point you know it's going to be pretty hard especially because we have a lot of activity people pay attention in this league we don't really have anybody inactive so and everybody in this league is very knowledgeable they pay attention so it's um there's been a few situations where they've been ahead of the curve calma with alex collins you know uh, he was available in a lot of leagues but calma picked him up before the whole chris carson thing went down so yeah um, there's been a AliExpress. few times that's been the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. AliExpress uh, with the Wikipedia uh, nickname we have here. Calman assigned <laughs> um, paragraphs for a nickname, which is an odd choice. I Maybe's, didn't even think he uh, could do Outside that. the box. <laughs> yeah, I don't think sleepers like surely nobody will copy and paste the Wikipedia article. We can leave the character limit to be <laughs> a thousand. Well, there you go. Uh, breaking
2: news. Calman with a uh, roster transaction during the podcast.
0: Calvin <laughs> clearly not paying attention while we we're recording because he just picked up <laughs> Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, I'd like it. I mean, you know, at this point, yeah, you have to make a move. There's been some, I don't want to call it desperation moves, but, you know, Mike Lennon I saw got picked up. I don't know what that's about, but I guess you dropped Danny Dalton. I'm sorry, he gets strapped to come at yeah, you. Danny You're Dimes
2: right. is uh, out this week.
0: Oh, is he out? So it makes a little bit more sense here. Yeah. Trying to find that quarterback. I know in my matchup, I have um, – yeah, these late buys are crazy. And there's still another week of buys too, which is makes yeah. it really difficult coming down to the stretch. With the extended week this year, everybody's got a later buy. I, the Eagles have a buy next week, which I think has to be the latest buy in history. Um, yeah. But if you have the Eagles players, you need a win. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, you're not going to get him next week, but I have Aaron Rodgers on a buy, who I felt like I just got back because he was out due to COVID, and now I'm starting Zach Wilson, which we'll get into. So I don't want to go too much into that yet now, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's getting down the wire. I think teams know they had to make a move.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy finish with it's just gonna come down to tiebreakers and basically who's gonna score the most. Yeah. So
0: I guess we can kind of get into our week 13 matchups here. Um, I'll go down the list as we typically do, and then uh, we'll take a look at the game of the week as well, break that matchup down. I'm trying to bring up here the standings so I can kind of see it next to the team. But, um, you know, typically we'll go in order. So, you know, we'll just let it rip here. Uh, We'll start with myself. Mary had a little C D lamb going up against Big Chunky Ben. As we said, both teams, you know, I can clinch with a playoff win here is kind of the storyline. While Fadil... Uh, need to win. He's going to need at least one more win, and he's going to need a big scoring output if he wants to be able to make the playoffs. So something to keep an eye on here. You know, you're know, you probably not doing anything. You're not trying to get cute this week. You're putting in your studs. Guys you know are going to score. Right now I'm projected, but I, I have some um, I have some concerns. Number one, Zach Wilson against the Eagles defense, which has been pretty darn good as of late. Um, I don't... Uh, it's... Sleeper has him projected at 17.93. I don't know if he gets that. I mean, Zach Wilson is a turnover machine. Uh, he hasn't shown, honestly. I thought that he would be, as a third quarterback, just somebody to fill in would be okay for me this year. And he has not been startable at all. Uh, and I'm kind of forced to start him this week because I just don't have a good position player here. I don't know if Kamara is going to be playing. It's a Thursday game. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know. CeeDee Lamb looks like he's going. Uh, Every indication is, I think he's lost the injury tag, so um, that should be a big boost, but again, he's been out a week. Is there any rust there? And we're going up against a tough Saints defense. So, you know, I don't know. I have a lot of question marks. I'm projected to win here, but... You know, honestly, I would say that I'm the underdog here going up against uh, Fidel's team. He's got Josh Allen against New England. Tough divisional game in New England in December. You know, maybe I can get lucky there. He's projected 27 points, but that Patriots defense is pretty darn good at home. So, you know, I'm looking maybe there. There Kadarius Toney. Um I don't know what he does. He's injured and loud and obnoxious, but he's projected nine. <laughs> but when he's bunch healthy, he's shown that. Yeah, punches people. He's shown that he could definitely exceed that, but he doesn't seem to be able to stay on the field. Um, he, he's starting two tight ends this week, which could be interesting here. Uh, George Kittle really hasn't done a whole ton, at least um, not to expectation. I mean, he laid an egg last week, so. You know, I'm going to need that to continue here. I would probably say if I had to pick this game, I really wouldn't pick myself. You know, and it's must win for both teams here, but I don't think I'd pick myself.
3: Yeah. So looking at it, I think that Fidel might have the advantage at quarterback um, across the board. Um, I think that Stafford. uh, This is probably a good game for him to kind of have a, uh, I guess, like a bounce back game, uh, just because the Rams have been kind of not great for the the last couple weeks. Um, but just looking at the rosters, like for, for both this week, the lineups, uh, I feel like there's a lot of question marks on both sides. Um, if I had to pick, uh, I feel like I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, what sleeper is projecting here. Um, the biggest question mark here, obviously is going to be Zach Wilson. And if he can have a, a decent game, uh, with how the Eagles defense tends to play against these not great quarterbacks i kind of think that wilson probably won't have a lot of points um but it's it's really hard to say i'm not sure how good kamara is going to do because he's been out for the last few weeks as well Um, i think that's kind of a big question mark for you Um, to me i think it's going to come down to um one if you know kamara is basically full strength and if uh, wilson can get his projection Uh, I think that I'm probably leaning towards you for this week.
2: Yeah, I think Fidel's got some trouble here with uh, the running backs on bye as well as more. He's got a lot of bye weeks. Um, I would lean Dakota. I think he's got slightly more balance here. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the closer matchups this week. I'm going to give the edge to Dakota here.
0: Well, I like it, boys. I need it, so I'll take any edge I can get. Uh, moving to the next game, we have Sean Trash Pandas going up against Christian Castle. Right now, sleeper has Sean running away with this one, one forty-three to one eighteen. Couple storylines to look out for, as we said uh, in this game. Sean is still alive. He needs at least one more win. Uh, he's going to need some help in the division, and uh, he's going to need the points to score a tiebreaker to make the playoffs. Christian also needs one more win. Uh, Pretty much the same situation here. He's going to need some help in the tiebreaker. So must win game for both teams. Sean has, uh, you know, some Cowboys coming back. Amari Cooper on Thursday night, although reports are that you know he's recovering from COVID, and it seems like he got hit pretty hard too. Um, his conditioning, apparently, is not where he would like it to be. Ezekiel Elliott, as we found out, has been battling an, an- ankle injury all year. Dak Prescott's been a little bit cold. Uh, call it how it is. He has not played well, uh, well enough to win um for a full 60 minutes so he's projected a lot against new orleans who has a pretty good defense i think the cowboys win the game i really do um i just Taysom hill apparently starting um you know we'll see i just i think the cowboys win the game i just don't know how good fantasy wise they're gonna be and that makes sense he's getting the load (laughs) yeah well they're gonna need to uh tom brady against atlanta that should be a nice matchup and uh Christian could have some problems this week. Kyler Murray is still questionable, and all reports point to him probably not going to play. He is apparently still very limited, um, and he doesn't really have a backup for him. Uh, Tannehill's going on a bye this week, so you're I think you're pretty much down a QB at that point, which is probably going to lower that scoring total. And uh, I just don't know that Christian has enough firepower to really keep up with you this week. Um, Looking at the team, you know, Zach Ertz has been good as of late, but um, Debo, basically a dead spot. You know, I would imagine that he might have maybe Jacoby in there at that point. Yeah,
2: that's his best player. Um, Him being out this week is huge.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – you caught a break on that one uh, big time. So he had – I saw a stat. I think it was uh, he had some ridiculous stat because we don't know he's been playing like a running back position mm-hmm. hybrid, but uh, it had something to do with his yardage and only having like receptions carries. I'm I'm butchering it, but anyway, look at his stat sheets the past few weeks and it's it's absurd. So you know you get a little of a bit of a break there. So uh, I lean Sean. I think Sean takes this one pretty easily.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually right there with you on this. I think there's too many question marks with the uh, New Jersey football team, and I think after everything is said and done with the injuries, there's going to be too many holes for him to uh, fill. And actually, I'll go ahead and say this. I think he, uh, New Jersey football team this week, is actually going to get the lowest total on the season uh, this week against Sean. I think it's going to be a pretty big blowout. I'm not sure if Sean's going to perform a, 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 you know, a great deal, but – Honestly, I feel like if, uh, if Sean's uh, players here get you know even just half the amount of points that they're projected, I think he's still going to win pretty handily over, uh, over the New Jersey football team. Uh, I, yeah, I have a bad feeling this week for them. so yeah, definitely definitely going to lean Sean here. Just like it, like it.
0: The next matchup we have, the Good going up against the Hobbits, Jeff Stone against Patrick Stone. And uh, in this one, you know, the Hobbits are playing for a first round by Goodfellas. While not out, they need a lot of help. If they want any chance of making the playoffs, they have to win this game. Um, right now, Sleeper has the Hobbits running away with this one here. Um, some things to look out for. I mean, Justin Herbert's been playing very well, of course, as we said, um, or as Patrick had said, you know, James Conner has kind of stepped up in Derek Henry's absence. He has had some huge weeks. Uh, he put up almost 40 points about a week, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I guess, at this point. Um, for the Goodfellas, just some things really haven't been going their way. Tyler Lockett was kind of, uh, I don't want to say useless, but just negated a lot of the season with Russell Wilson's injury. Russell Wilson has not been playing well. The Seahawks as a whole have not been playing well. This is their worst season in a while. Um, he's got Garoppolo in there since Baker's on a, a bye. Again, you kind of know what you're getting with with Jimmy, more of a, a game manager. He can score, but you know he typically has a low ceiling. Um, I would probably have to agree with the sleeper matchup here, uh, especially looking you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are licking their chops going up against Detroit this week. I think they carve mm-hmm. them up. And uh, Mike Williams against Cincinnati, that could be a high-scoring game as well. So I think, honestly, I think the big difference is just um, just a totally better team, I mean, in every aspect, I think, for the Hobbits. So, again, I think this is a pretty easy win for him, and I think he sends the Goodfellas packing this week.
3: Yep, I'm right there with you again on this one. Um, I feel like looking at the Hobbits team, I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good team um, just all throughout. Uh, not really seeing any weaknesses uh, this week for him. And just on the other side, Russell Wilson's too too big of a question mark, and, you know, that applies to Lockett. And, of course, Antonio Brown uh, is not going to be in there Um yeah I just I don't see any chance that um that the goodfellas wins this game and yeah definitely gonna definitely gonna pick the hobbits here yeah unless Lombardi Lenny throws up another 40 this
2: might be the biggest (laughs) blowout of the the week Patrick's just got the better team all throughout um I don't really see Jeff having much of a shot unless you know people start popping off um it's, it's going to be too mu- too much of a hill to climb. So, easy one for Patrick.
0: And next up, we have the Void, who is Calman F. Molnar, going up against Brandon Taylor May, who's been on a hot streak. Calvin, um, I'll say before I even get into it, I'm rooting this week for you, man. I need some help. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you can knock Brandon down here, that'd be great. <laughs> Your team nicknames have completely disrupted my ability to look at the matchup because it just takes up the entire page, so I'll do my best here. Um, I think the Eagles have a good matchup here against the Jets this week. Monty Smith is probably going to look to bounce back. Didn't get many targets last week as we all saw Rager blow the uh, blow the game. Can you believe the Eagles took Rager over Justin Jefferson? Can you believe that? Oof. Do you remember that, Calvin? Oof. Do you remember when they did that? I hate to see it. Yeah, um, and they didn't pick D.K. Metcalf. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody passed on Metcalf. I can't believe people are really like, oh, really? We're not sure if he can play football. Uh, really? The guy, yeah. Guy that looks like a bodybuilder and runs a 4-3? You're not sure? Oh. Uh, all right. Um, Jalen waddle has been good. He's going up against Giants. Um, Kyle Pitts against Tampa, I think that could be a tough matchup for him, especially just because Atlanta is just garbage and they can't get him. Kyle Pitts the ball. Um, Tyree kill against Denver, uh, divisional matchup here. Patrick Mahomes chiefs have been on a tear, uh, even though the Cowboys held Patrick Mahomes to zero passing TDs, So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I think this game could be close right now. Sleeper has Brandon winning. Brandon's team is phenomenal. There are really no weaknesses. Um, the only kind of break you get this week is the Packers are on a bye, So you don't have to deal with Devontae Adams this week. Darren Waller got injured, unfortunately. So... Um, you, you get one less player, basically, that you really have to worry about. One less stud. But, I mean, Mixon's so good. Um, He's also got Jonathan Taylor, who, I mean, could be an MVP candidate. So it's going to be close. Um, Part of me thinks Kalman is due for a win. I don't know if that's, like, cliche to say. But I, I just... You know, Kalman has been up and down all season, and he's been down for so long. I think he comes back. Maybe I think Kalman could win. I guess if I had to pick, I'd, I'd have to lean Brandon. I think he's just got the more consistent team, so I'll have to pick Brandon. But I definitely think this is a, like a NFC East type game where like an upset could happen, like the Giants over the Eagles.
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing like a lot of thinking about my team this week, and it's you know very ironic that I'm facing Brandon because. I feel like this is kind of the tale of two teams here where I feel like my team to start the season off was better than Brandon's. Um, But I feel like Brandon has done a much better job at correcting issues that his team had. Because looking at his team now, I mean, this is a really solid team that he has. And his team got better as the season went on. And unfortunately, mine has gotten much worse. Uh, I think it really started, one, with um, obviously Jameis Winston going down and, of course, Patrick Mahomes just not being the same Patrick Mahomes, that kind of took away my biggest strength, which I think was the quarterback position, and that has kind of become uh, just as big of a weakness as my running back position. So without having those two quarterbacks, it's been uh, really a a struggle. Um, I'm not super confident for the rest of the season. I feel like this is really a must-win game at this point, and I feel like if I had to pick somebody to play against in a must win situation, uh, I really wish that it wasn't Brandon this week. So we'll see what happens. You know, anything can happen, but uh, yeah, I'm not feeling super confident this week. Yeah.
2: I'm going to be honest. I think Brandon has the edge here just mainly because he's been so hot. It's just hard to pick against him at this point. I do agree with what Dakota said. This does have an NFC East matchup kind of vibe. And I do think um, Calvin's going to, up a good fight here um i I do think he has a good path to victory in that if if taylor and um which we call it Tua they have bad games and then mahomes throws up you know his his occasional 40 burger i think that's a good uh good path for common to win um but otherwise i'm gonna have to give the edge to uh, brandon
0: The next matchup we have, the Wideout University uh, Poverty Franchise. Oh, and I should mention, too, I don't know if I mentioned playoff scenarios for Kalman and Brandon, but again, um, Brandon can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week. And uh, as we said, Kalman uh, needs at least one more win, I believe, and uh, a lot of help uh, and points. So he'll be looking for big scores as well, as is most of the league. But uh, we'll go to the Wideout University against the Poverty Franchise. Uh, we have some... You know, similar situations here for these teams. Uh, Why not university? He controls his playoff destiny. So he needs he wins. He's in. He needs two of them. Uh, the poverty franchise is still alive, but just barely a loss for sure puts him out. He would need uh, some wins and he would need a lot of help. And uh, he'd have to get the points tiebreaker. So again, He'll be looking for that. Uh, right now, it doesn't look like he's going to get it if Sleeper is any indication. at University is projected to win, and he's projected to win by a lot poverty franchise uh, right now. He picked up Mike Lennon. As we said, Um, Daniel Jones is out this week, uh, but he's going to probably be starting Mac Jones and Justin Fields. I I don't see that changing. Um, Just not projected a very high scoring output. Um, Dalvin Cook being out is huge for this team, and he just seems like he cannot stay on the field. So at that point, you're starting either probably Kenyon drake or you know maybe you move um no he's got a wide receiver in his uh, flex position so yeah you're probably starting Kenyon drake and that's a big drop off um Wildcat University has kind of been disappointing, considering we thought he was going to be very good this year with the team that he drafted. But unfortunately, injuries and things just have not really worked out. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, while the Colts have been playing well, Carson Wentz really uh, has kind of stepped it up as of late as well. Uh, Colts look to be a team that can beat, and Carson Wentz can actually throw the ball. Antonio Gibson, as I mentioned, he's kind of always solid. Um, I, I I lean projection this time. I like as I go through, you know, I'm taking Wentz, I'm taking Gibson, I'm taking Eckler. I think Najee Naji Eckler is close. I'm taking Pittman. I'm taking Judy. Uh Scary Terry over Mooney. Uh, uh Dalton Schultz, Hawkinson. Hawkinson's so good, but it's just a shame he's stuck on the Lions. I, I just I lean with sleeper all the way. Um I think Whiteout University just wins this. I think again, both teams unfortunately just uh not very good this year, but there's too much on the line for Whiteout University.
3: Yeah, this this doesn't look like it's going to be a really great week for the poverty franchise. Um, it seems like they've kind of had a lot of weeks like that this season. Uh, I just think player for player, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm going to go with Whiteout University. I just think that they have, uh, you know, more consistency throughout their lineup. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm not seeing a chance that uh, poverty franchise pulls this one out.
2: Yep, right on the money, echoing what you guys said. This is a huge upset if Poverty Franchise wins, I think. White House University rolls. There's just not enough talent left on Poverty Franchise, given the injuries. And, uh, yeah, and it's just. And White House University is pretty hot right now, too. Um, this might be the biggest uh, blowout besides the Hobbits and Goodfellas.
0: And next we have our EFFL Primo Hoagie Game of the Week. We have R.I.P. Christian McCream Pie going up against the Super Mario Sunshine in a big, big game. Uh, some storylines, as we already talked about with John on the podcast. He can clinch the West Division and a first-round bye with a win this week. Uh, he can also clinch the number one seed with a win and a loss from Patrick. For R.I.P. Christian McCreae Pie, he can clinch a playoff berth with a win this week. So both teams just looking to clinch here. Uh, a little bit more on the line here for Christian McCreae Pie at seven and five. Um, this sleeper has this as a as a close matchup, and I think this is going to be a really good game. A great pick for game of the week here to pay attention to. You know, if you're looking for other games to follow, but. Um, John's got some issues this week. I think one Jalen hurts looks to be questionable. It could be the Gardner Minshew show. The Eagles have a bye after this week. They're going up against a a really bad jets defense that Minshew can probably beat. I would think Eagles are a much better team. So, um, I would think you know, it might make sense to let him rest. He's apparently still super limited, so we'll see. If he were to go down, he does have Gardner. Um, so while I said that I think Gardner could win the game, I don't know what his fantasy output would look like. This could be a situation where they're just going to pound the ball a lot. Um, so I, you know, I really don't know there. He doesn't have any Eagles running back. So AJ Dillon... Uh, is on uh, a buy. A.J. Dillon has been a bit of a surprise here. I actually have him in my dynasty league. I drafted him last year, and he's been great. He seems to be the number one running back in Green Bay, and uh, he's had some insane performances. He's a big physical running back. One of the things of him coming out of college, uh, one of the downsides they said was you know he's not going to be able to, to catch the ball. Uh, he doesn't catch the ball very well, but he's been doing just that. Um, He's a threat in both the passing and rushing game. And he gets goal line opportunities, which is good too. Um, so I don't know; it's going to be close. If 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 Jalen comes out, then you're starting Matt Ryan or Gardner. Both I, I do not like. Odell Beckham um, has been kind of a shell. He had a bounce back week last week against Green Bay, but I, I still don't know how much you can trust him. Uh, Dallas Goddard very inconsistent. So you know, we'll see. I think Saquon, Elijah, Jamar, and Keenan are probably who you're going to lean on. Looking at R.I.P. Christian McDonald cream pie uh patterson as we said he was an mvp candidate at one point uh he does it all um he's the one bright point i think on that offense deandre hopkins is questionable he may not go he has the benefit of having miles sanders although miles has also uh been injured so you don't know i think he he got injured i think it's the second or third quarter i don't know but um last game. I think he's dealing with an ankle injury and then his second quarterback, Jared Goff, since Cam Newton appears just to be a name at this point. Um, super Mario sunshine, much balanced team. I think he's shown that he is for real uh, and I lean his way. I think he's just got a better team even with Jalen hurts possibly out.
3: Yeah, I think super Mario Sunshine's going to take it. Um, I just, I like his quarterback position better. Um, you know, I like the the running backs a little bit better on his side as well. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm feeling like he's probably going to win this. I think it could be close. You know, I think Burrow could actually have a pretty good game, um, but Jared Goff is just god awful. Like, holy shit! Um, that whole Lions team is just really really bad. Um, so I'm not super confident uh, in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure how many points Hertz is going to get if he does end up playing. I think it would probably be smart to not play him. Um, but I know after last week, he probably wants to play to kind of get that taste out of his mouth. Um, but I, I feel like the Eagles are probably going to have very similar game plan to when they played against Detroit, which is just running the ball for most of the game. And I doubt they're going to use Jalen Hurts too much to do that um, for this week. So um, if Jalen Hurts somehow is out, uh, I would 1,000% take Minshew over Matt Ryan. I think Minshew could actually do something, and um, but even so, though, I, I feel like they're just going to run the ball mostly. Um, yeah, if I had to pick, um, who? I, man, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Super Mario Sunshine is definitely going to going to take it. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like there is a chance that uh, McCream Pie could uh, pull off an upset here.
2: Yeah, I think this is actually the closest matchup of the week, um, and if Hertz doesn't play, I do. I think Cream Pie gets the <laughs> I can't believe I am saying
3: that. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's Cream Pie.
2: I think he gets, <laughs> gets the upset. But uh I think John has a slight talent advantage, but I'm gonna give Albert Lou, rest in peace, Christian McCream McC- Pie, cute slot machine, the upset there.
0: Okay hand water droplets. <laughs> and there you have it that is your breakdown for all week 13 games uh we got two more so uh a lot of storylines here to play out a lot of teams winning in a lot of teams fighting for their lives so as uh, as always if you made it this far thank you for listening and we will see you on the other side